Hello and welcome to another Voice of Wealth podcast. I'm Charlotte de Capresson. Today, Ed Ching, Global CIO of BNP Paribas Wealth Management, joins me. Hello and welcome. Hello, Charlotte. So what are we talking about this week on the podcast? Ed, your strategy team selected five investment themes for 2022. One of them focuses on capital expenditure and innovation. So I thought that would be a fantastic topic for today's podcast. Okay. Let's start with the context. Before COVID-19, CapEx austerity was a common watchword. Business investment in the US has stagnated versus GDP for several decades. Meanwhile, across the pond in Britain, corporate spending was 15% lower than in, the, than in the late 1990s. Surprisingly, though, even when profits rose, businesses earmarked small amounts of their cash flows to CapEx and R&D. And then despite multiple lockdowns across the globe, businesses found ways to get by, to readjust to life with COVID, and many continued to post profits. The good news is that there is still pent-up consumer demand and savings are still sitting in bank accounts ready to be spent. Since the pandemic, we have been seeing a global boom in CapEx that is rather new and rather exciting. Ed, your investment theme paper begins, and I quote, the COVID-19 pandemic forced companies to radically rethink the way they and their workforce operate, potentially unleashing a wave of productivity improvements. So why all these investments after companies have been scrimping and saving for at least a decade? And on top of that, corporate investment has lagged profit growth. Well, Charlotte, there are several reasons for this. So let's just go through the basic reasons. Firstly, as you've mentioned, the pandemic has brought or accelerated structural changes. For instance, in the retail sector, we have seen online retail accelerate in terms of total share quite dramatically with something like five years growth in one year. Clearly, retailers have to respond to that and they're investing to boost their online presence because they adapt or frankly, they die. Secondly, we are currently seeing a lot of supply chain disruptions, and that is due to the fact that companies have over the years really made their supply chains very lean, very just in time. And there is a cost to that, which is when you get disrupted, you have issues producing. And so what companies are doing because of the current supply chain disruptions are they're bringing production closer to home, which again necessitates a lot of investment to make the supply chains more robust so they don't get these interruptions to production in the future. Thirdly, of course, investment in technology. We have adapted first to working from home during the lockdowns, and now we are adapting to hybrid working. So this is the combination of working from home and working in the office. All of this requires and has required very heavy investment in technology, as simple as having the laptops and screens and keyboards, but also having the, the technology backbone in terms of cybersecurity, sufficient bandwidth, um, virtual private networks and so on. All of that taking a lot more investment. We are also investing in areas such as collaborative software, things like Teams, things like Slack, to be able to work together online. And finally, we see companies investing in a sense to respond to the acceleration of wage growth that we've seen. So again, when people become more expensive in terms of their wages, companies often respond by investing in things like automation, which basically to some extent replaces those workers. The companies like machines that don't go on strike, that can work 24-7 without complaining. And that's what we're starting to see now, Charlotte. And sector-wise, which companies are investing most? 
Well, it's quite difficult to say because you would obviously say the technology sector are one one key area where they continue to invest both in R&D and in investment, for instance, areas such as data centers, because the demand seems to be exponential. So we always talk about cloud computing. Well, again, someone has to provide that capacity, whether that be Amazon, Google, Microsoft or other. They therefore need the data centers and they need to invest. So technology companies definitely investing heavily. But aside from that, their investment in a load of other areas, physical infrastructure in transport and, of course, telecoms is an area. Governments in the US and Europe are investing in physical infrastructure, and that can be, of course, roads and rail, or it can be energy infrastructure, such as renewable energy supply, because we are going through an energy transition that requires huge investment. On top of that, we can also talk about other areas of investment, such as commodities, because, again, linked to the energy transition is the need to, for instance, build more batteries for electric vehicles or storage of electricity, which requires, of course, a massive amount of metal, such as copper and nickel, to make those batteries. So you're seeing commodity mining companies and oil and gas companies starting to invest to increase their production to respond to this increased demand. And finally, building. We have seen a structural shift away from city centres towards suburbs. People don't want to live in small, cramped flats in city centres. They want to live in greener suburbs in a house with a garden. And so we have seen a boom in construction activity linked to that, linked to this uh, shift in preference in terms of uh, housing. And of course, the higher house prices is also another big spur to that as well. So I think there are many different drivers for all of this type of investment and therefore means that much of this investment is spread over a lot of different sectors right now. Ed, let's move on to innovations in technology and health. Could you sum up your analysis and how do you see the future? We are seeing a lot of very exciting, innovative technologies coming to the fore. Obviously, artificial intelligence and machine learning is one area that's been talked about a lot. I could also talk about robotics and industrial automation, which is another area that's very much coming to the fore now as well. And that's just in the technology space. We could, of course, talk about blockchain, digital payments, cybersecurity a load of areas where we are seeing our very quick advances, which I think will in, in time enhance productivity of companies and people. If we think about healthcare, then we are thinking about three key areas here. We're thinking about things like the new mRNA technology leading to new development of new and innovative treatments, for, particularly for diseases like Alzheimer's that we previously have not had any treatment for, or improved diagnostics so you can better diagnose someone so you can better better target what treatment they need that is improving at a rate of knots and thirdly improving productivity within medicine for instance digitizing record health records and also doing video consultations telemedicine which is a way to improve productivity of doctors and of course healthcare delivery so there's a very wide area where we see these innovations taking place leading to productivity leading to growth And why do you feel this is the right time for investors to ride the wave of investments and innovation? And secondly, what investment solutions do you like at the moment? Well, I think the right time is because we see a number of forces coming together. We have the energy transition, first of all, the need to move to a low carbon world, which necessitates huge investment in the energy transition space, number one. Number two, the pandemic has led to a whole change in a whole range of behaviours, both by companies and by consumers and households. So that, of course, requires investment to respond to these new um, demands. And thirdly, we have governments themselves who are, of course, investing in infrastructure, which, um, again, is another different type of uh, investment to, again, boost long-term productivity 
in the economy potentially. So there are a lot of forces, different forces coming together at the same time, pushing investment after a long period, as we've noted, where we have seen pretty much underinvestment. So it's also a little bit of a rebound from the underinvestment of the last 10 years. At some point, you do have to catch up. And now I think is that catch up point. And the way that investors can profit from that, of course, are via funds and ETFs that can be focused either on healthcare innovation, because I think that is one key area. Secondly, technology innovation and disruptive technologies. Thirdly, of course, industrial goods and services, because we are seeing a lot of investment in that area, both in infrastructure and industrial automation. And finally, building and home construction, because building materials and home construction are seeing, as I said, this boost from a greater demand for housing, uh, particularly in green suburbs, and of course, more ecological housing as well. So you're seeing a lot of investment in areas, things like insulation, which is also being incentivized by government. So a wide range of ways in which investors can invest in this theme today. Ed Sheng, thank you very much. To be sure to receive our audio content every week, please search for BNP Paribas Wealth on the podcast provider of your choice, including Apple Podcast, Podcast Addict, and Spotify. Uh, uh, uh.